Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 1st of September. India recorded 41,000 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking its infection tally to 3.28 crore. The death toll increased by 460. The total fatality count now stands at 4.39 lakh. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. Delhi schools reopened today with COVID-19 guidelines in place after a gap of 17 months. The guidelines include mandatory thermal screening, 50% seating arrangements in each school, staggered lunch breaks and a mandatory isolation facility on school grounds. Karnataka Health Minister K. Sudhakar announced that special vaccination camps will be held on every Wednesday across the state in which 10 lakh doses will be administered to beneficiaries. A stampede on Tuesday at a vaccination centre in West Bengal's Jalpaiguri district injured at least 20 people. The incident occurred at a school in Dhupguri block after a swarm of approximately 2,000 people surged in after the vaccination centre's gates opened at 10am. The World Health Organization said in its weekly pandemic bulletin that it has identified a new variant of the virus known as Mu. The variant is scientifically known as B1621. It was first discovered in Colombia in January and has been classified by the global health body as a variant of interest. WHO also mentioned that it was monitoring the variant and that further studies were needed to better understand the mutation. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 217.6 million people and led to over 4.51 million deaths so far. Speaking of COVID-19, in Uttar Pradesh's Firozabad, more than 40 people, including at least 34 children, have died due to dengue and an unidentified viral disease. The administration noted that 225 people in the district have tested positive for suspected dengue, of which 75 are children. News reports have described the fever as a mystery illness and the local administration is scrambling to identify it through a death audit and sample testing in Lucknow. News Laundry's Ayush Tiwari reached Firozabad to determine what this viral disease is and what is causing it. To know more, go to newslaundry.com and read his detailed report titled Inside UP's Mystery Viral Outbreak – A Killer Cocktail of Open Drains and Dumps. Listeners, Bringing you such extensive reports from the ground takes time, efforts and most importantly, resources. We are only able to do such reports because of the support of our subscribers who pay to power our coverage. Because we are a 100% ad-free platform. Even this daily news podcast is made possible because of our subscribers. So if you like what we do and want to support free and independent media, go to newslaundry.com today and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. The lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees only. Two Muslim men identified as Muhammad Arzu and Muhammad Aurangzeb have accused seven police officers in Jharkhand's Jamshedpur city of torture and sexual abuse after they were called in for questioning last week in relation to a kidnapping case. This incident took place on August 26 at Kadma Police Station. As per the complaint filed by the two men with Jamshedpur SSP, they were allegedly stripped naked at the city police station and were asked by the police to have sexual intercourse with each other. However, when they refused, they were reportedly beaten and threatened to be sent to Afghanistan. 
According to an Indian Express report, the duo's medical report at MGM Hospital, generated at 2am on August 27, also stated alleged case of assault. They were both prescribed medicines, while Aurangzeb was recommended a CT scan of the brain. The station in charge, Manoj Kumar Thakur, who is also one of the accused, denied the accusations and said that the two were called in connection with a kidnapping case. Jharkhand Loktantrik Manch convener Ashok Varma has said that a fact-finding team will leave for Kadma to investigate the incident. Bhupendra Tomar, the chief of Hindutva group Hindu Rakshadal, surrendered to the police yesterday in connection with the Jantar Mantar hate sloganeering case. Tomar had reportedly been evading arrest since the Delhi police filed a case in connection with the incident on August 8. According to Scroll.in, Tomar supporters carried him to Mandir Mark police station on their shoulders while shouting Jai Shri Ram slogans. The police have arrested nine people in the case, out of whom former Bhartiya Janta Party spokesperson Ashwini Upadhyay, who had organised the event, is presently out on bail. In a video that emerged on social media a few days ago, Tomar had denied doing anything wrong. He had also said, and I quote, I respect the court. I will get myself arrested tomorrow on August 31, around 12pm at Connaught Place Police Station and will cooperate with police during the probe, unquote. A Delhi court had rejected Tomar's anticipatory bail plea on August 21, stating that India is not a Taliban state and the rule of law is the sacrosanct governing principle in the country's multicultural society. The National Human Rights Commission has sent notices to the police chiefs of Delhi and Uttar Pradesh after an alleged victim of sexual assault and police apathy self-immolated outside the Supreme Court in August, NDTV reported. The NHRC observed that it was shocking that the woman felt victimised by the system. The notice was pertaining to the August 16 incident when a woman and a man set themselves on fire outside the Supreme Court in New Delhi. The police heads of Delhi and UP have been asked to submit a detailed report within four weeks, along with the action initiated against the defaulting public servants. The Uttar Pradesh DGP has also been directed to ensure safety and security of the family members of the victims. The man and the woman, identified as Rajesh and Reena, had set themselves ablaze after doing a Facebook Live in which they had railed the criminal justice system for denying them justice. Reena suffered over 80% burns. Reena was allegedly raped in 2019 by Atul Rai, a Bahujan Samaj Party MP, and Rajesh was an eyewitness to it. The NHRC statement said that she had lodged a rape case against the MP, but the accused police officials were supporting the offender. It added that allegedly, instead of taking action against the accused MP, the police registered a false case against her and issued a non-bailable warrant. The MP has been in judicial custody in the case for the last two years. My colleague Akantra last month went to Delhi's Ram Manohar Loya Hospital where she met the victim Rajesh's brother who narrated his ordeal while his brother was fighting for his life. I am tired of talking to the media. My throat has gone dry. He's on a ventilator. Doctors have told us it is a matter of a few hours, he said. In her report, Akantra detailed the extent of police and state apathy that led Reena and Rajesh to set themselves ablaze. You can read the report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Why did a man and a woman set themselves on fire outside the Supreme Court? 
according to a report released today by the United Nations Agency World Meteorological Organization, there has been a five-fold increase in the number of weather-related disasters globally over a period of 50 years. The document said that between 1970 and 2019, a total of 11,000 such disasters took place. It added that they led to over 2 million deaths and $3.64 trillion in losses. The WMO attributed the surge in droughts, storms, extreme temperatures and floods to climate change as well as better reporting of disasters. According to the organization, more than 91% of the deaths took place in developing countries. However, because of better disaster management and improvements in warning systems, the number of deaths due to weather-related disasters reduced from 50,000 in the 1970s to 20,000 in the 2010s. On the other hand, economic losses increased seven times during that period. Three hurricanes, Harvey, Maria and Irma, that hit the United States in 2017 alone accounted for 35% of the economic losses caused by weather disasters from 1970 to 2019. This is the second report from the United Nations in less than a month about the impact of climate change. On August 9, the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change had said in its document that over the next 20 years, global temperatures were likely to rise by more than 1.5 degrees Celsius on an average. United States President Joe Biden said Tuesday that the withdrawal of American forces from Afghanistan was necessary and hailed the evacuation mission as an extraordinary success. He praised the evacuation of 124,000 civilians in the 17 days following the fall of the Afghan capital and declared that it was time to turn the page on the United States' role in the world. He said, and I quote, We succeeded in what we set out to do in Afghanistan over a decade ago. Then we stayed there for another decade. The fundamental obligation of a president, in my opinion, is to defend and protect America, not against threats of 2001, but against the threats of 2021 and tomorrow. Unquote. After the 9-11 attacks, the United States had launched what it called a global war on terrorism against insurgent groups under the presidency of George W. Bush. Biden said that he accepts responsibility for the bloody and even chaotic departure from Afghanistan and that it should signal a new era in the US foreign policy that relies less on military might. According to a Guardian report, Biden signed a bill on Tuesday that would provide up to $10 million in assistance for US citizens who have been evacuated from Afghanistan for the next two years. Meanwhile, the US has also issued a license authorizing it and its partners to continue facilitating humanitarian aid in Afghanistan despite sanctions against Taliban. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.